0: The Production Expert Podcast is brought to you with the kind support of Autoria, Source Elements, and RSPE Audio Solutions.
1: Welcome to the Production Expert Podcast. I'm Julian Rogers, and in this week's edition, I'm joined by Katie Tavini and Stephen Kerrison, who are both involved in Weird Jungle. It's a new venture which seeks to bring bands and mastering engineers together for the the benefit of all. Um, I think we should start exactly there. So I should direct this at somebody. I'm going to talk to you first, Katie. Tell me. Tell me about Weird Jungle. Uh, what is it? What are you seeking to achieve? And um, I, I don't know, maybe maybe leave a bit of room in there for Steam to tell us something about uh, his understanding of, of your, your mission.
2: Uh, go! <laughs> so um, Weird Jungle is basically um, a mastering collective. Um, we do mastering. We work with artists and labels um, to help them release like the best version of their music. Um it's kind of born out of, you know, ma- mastering's quite lonely. I wanted colleagues, me and Steve met in, uh, in lockdown over the internet and just, it kind of clicked. Um, we've got a really similar approach to mastering our work sounds. Mm-hmm. So similar, like comically similar. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, we just got on really well and sort of have the same ethos about, just wanting to do the very best for bands and artists. And um, I've kind of been sort of toying around with, oh, I sort of, I want to work with other mastering engineers, but I don't know how. Um, And so me and Steve kept in touch and, um, yeah, my manager, Brendan, kind of helped a lot with uh, setting up with Jungle. So it's basically... um, You know, people can get in touch and get their mastering done by us. But they've got a choice of engineers. So we've got another engineer who's called Izzy McPhee. Um, I have been mentoring her throughout the pandemic and have been sort of training her. And I still QC everything um, that she works on just to make sure that everyone's um, getting a really good, um, you know, everyone's having a really good experience but it's kind of it's basically come from a need of me getting really really booked up really quickly but also some people who I may have worked with in the past not being able to afford my rates Mm. um so that's kind of yeah, it's a it's a hopefully a something for everyone, but everyone should have the same really nice experience when they work with us. Um, I get, it. I get, it.
1: excellent. So, um, what I'm picking up on here, and um, Stephen, I, I'll, I'll go to you if I may. I mean, this this started as a, as a partnership. Um, it's grown beyond that already with the with the um addition uh, of of Izzy. Um, is that is that the current kind of roster? We you we, you have a, you got a. Uh, an umbrella for three
3: mastering engineers is that correct at the moment yeah so it's um yeah so izzy is um like i said katie is mentoring her and is um we're working with her really closely um and it i got involved initially just because katie just mentioned that she was super busy and, and we mm. were chatting and i just said you know well look is is there anything i can do to To help, you know, could I, you know, do you want to help doing your metadata? Do you want me to do any sort of organization for you just to sort of ease the load? And Katie was like, well, no, but (laughs) I've got this idea for this thing. And that's kind of how it, how it got started. So it's kind of, it's, I don't think three is, I mean, three is not a number that we've decided on or anything. It's just naturally got to that point and we thought, right, this is, this is a good place to you know to launch,
1: I guess. Actually, I mean, I, I was I was gonna I was gonna say three is a magic number. So I'm, heard. Uh, <laughs> but um, I mean, it's um, you're kind of answering what was going to be my my next question, which is kind of like, uh, okay, how much further do you think it'll go? How far has it, or will it, or might it go? And you're saying, from what I'm hearing, hey, this is this is this is where we are at the moment, but it's not it's not there's nothing significant about this number, and uh, and you you intend to go further. What I'm hearing, if you two. Uh, have similar styles and similar um, similar visions of where uh, where a Mushroom Project should go, and you're coincidentally, by the sounds of it, ending up in pretty much the same place. You're 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 reasonably matched, and if you're mentoring and actively involved, Casey, in the work that Izzy does, then you're going to have a house sound, correct? Um. Oh,
3: that's interesting.
2: Yeah, I'd never thought of that before. Um, yeah, I mean we've. It's it's quite strange. So the team just works and Stephen and Izzy are like just the right people, without question. Mm. Um and it, it's just been one of those things where it it just happened <laughs> and um there was no sort of real pressure, you know, no one sent in like t- Job applications or sure, any, of th- sure. any of that. It's just that um, we like each other. We like working with each other, and I didn't really think about having a sort of house sound. But um, yeah, you're probably probably right. Actually, this this we this could be quite... a good
1: thing, couldn't it? I mean, I'm just thinking if if it's that uh, oh, Katie Davini's good. She's busy or she's uh, she's more than I can afford. But I have options because I can. Get some of, I mean, I'm not saying that you're the whole of the brand because you you've quite consciously, by the sounds of it, done uh, done a kind of an umbrella term for what the. I don't know what we're we calling it. Is it a house? Is it a, uh, but uh, um, uh, weird jungle? Which I must say I, I like straight away when I saw it. I thought, That's, yeah, I like. I'm not quite sure what that means, but I but I like it anyway.
2: <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> I feel like um, if I don't want to be limited. So by putting mastering on the end of it, because, mm. you know, it was a discussion when we were getting the uh, the domain name and stuff. Do we have weird jungle mastering? Yeah. But actually, um, you know, we might want to start working with mix engineers or we might not. But at least if it's just something that's completely unrelated, no okay. one knows what it is. It gives us options.
1: because that's interesting. You, um, I was thinking you're thinking of extending outwards along the production process, but you went the other way to the way I was expecting. I was expecting you to say looking at maybe like a label or distribution or something like that because that's what happens next after mastering. But you're actually talking about what happens before. Interesting. We have talked about that as well.
0: <laughs> we have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, is is it just is it just the talking about stage, or is it? Uh...
2: Yeah, it's um hmm. it's so new and um I've only been <laughs> I've only been mastering sort of as my full time jobs, you know, for a year and a half. So it it's really everything's really new still. I mean me and Steve have been working together since I'd say about August last year. Yeah, something like that. Um and so it's been it's felt like quite a gradual, <laughs> um, gradual thing, but actually, in the scheme of things, mm. you know, it's been really, really quick. Mm.
1: It's, um, it's, I'm, I'm interested in this um, in this uh, idea of the of, of a collective, and I'm, I'm familiar with the idea of collectives in slightly different settings, but I'm not sure I've consciously come across one that looks quite like this. It reminds me of. Um, for example, like really successful artists, as in visual artists, who have a studio, and you may have a piece of work by whoever it might be. But did they actually do all of it? No, but they supervised the project. And this is kind of there seems to be a parallel with what you're doing here. Um, certainly, if there's a if there's a degree of mentorship for for less experienced um, engineers, you have on staff and stuff. This it could very much work like that. And is this a way for you? indirectly to be able to up your capacity beyond what you can actually manage to do. Particularly, I mean, Katie, you were saying you are busy. I don't know how busy you are, Steve. You, you haven't commented, but-
0: Certain busier now. Yeah. <laughs> Achoria has a wide selection of software effects, including three compressors, three filters, three preamps, and three delays you'll actually use. The latest release, three delays you'll actually use, includes Delay Tape 201, Delay Memory Brigade, and the unique and experimental Delay Eternity. A bundle of selected effects called the AudioFuse Creative Suite is included with all AudioFuse audio interfaces. Visit Autoria.com to find out more on the effects you'll actually use.
1: Interesting. Well, I mean, t- tell us about how it's working. I mean, uh, it, uh, also, when people, um, when people get work mastered uh, with you, is that reflected in the credit? Is this is this credited under your name or is it credited under uh, Weird Jungle and your? I mean, is the is there some presentation with the with the product that carried with it or is it just visible to the client?
2: It um, can be. Yeah, i I prefer that. This is just a preference. Mm. I preferred being credited as. My name, I don't know what how Steve feels about this. We've not really talked about this, to be honest. We had a little chat about it a couple of weeks ago, like how do we get credited? But I think the general consensus is we don't really know. But, you know... Yeah, I just no insist one, on my name. Yeah, no one... Your name's your name, innit? Like, if, if that's on the credit, then it's really clear who's done it.
1: Of course, of course. Um,
2: yeah. But it's tricky because... So, obviously, Steve has his own studio in Liverpool. I've got mine down here in Brighton and Izzy's got hers in Bristol. So it's not, you know, when you see on the back of an album and it's like, oh, this record was mastered by somebody at Abbey Road and it's a very clear location. Mm. Whereas Weird Jungle isn't that. It's, you know, it's kind of a virtual Mastering house.
1: I get it. It's 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 not an actual house.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's 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 not a physical location, so it's quite hard to know where that sits. But um, mm. yeah, but the way it the way it
3: works is is relatively similar to a traditional mastering house, though I guess
2: it is. It In is. that
3: you you come to a to an umbrella organization and then you choose your engineer or you know if you're not fussed on your engineer then you can get the first available engineer etc which is the way most uh, sort of multi-roomed houses work Okay, so I mean, let's talk about clients. I mean,
1: uh, you you say you're busy. Um, what kind of people are you are you having uh, having presenting themselves? Is there are there any themes you can pull out from that for a start? What proportion of your clients do you say are new to the mastering process? Have you got to guide them through that process? Um, maybe kind of you know manage their expectations about exactly what's going to happen when they uh, when they engage with uh, with a professional mastering engineer. Um, Steve, back to you. Actually, what what, what do you think?
3: I tend to work with people all across the spectrum. So you're asking, you know, do we guide people through the process? Sometimes, yeah. Um, Sometimes it is a band or an artist who've never gone through the mastering process before, don't know what, don't even really know what it is. Um, And they either want to know or perhaps they don't wanna know. Hmm. It's like, I know it's a really, really boring answer, but it really is like every single job is is pretty different. I think the more experienced people that we work with, generally, you know, they know what to expect. They know how to, um, you know, they've communicated with mastering engineers before. Um, and, you know, ain't no thing to them. Whereas some people just, I mean, they literally don't, sometimes they just don't even really know what they're, like what they're paying for. And it, and, and that's a really, really nice thing I find. I quite, I quite like that aspect of it where you can kind of you know, every step of the way, communicating with someone and trying to, you know, make them feel good about their song and make them feel confident in their song. Because I, th- I mean, I think that's what, that's the whole point, I think, of our role, is to send an artist away really, really confident with their single or their EP or their album. Because as an artist, you have to be like you have to have, be totally confident, mm. otherwise, otherwise you can't put your whole heart and soul into it, which is obviously what you need to do to be a great artist. So I think I kind of see. I, I don't know. I can't speak for Katie, obviously, but that's how I. That's how I see my job. Excellent, excellent. And it depends what that takes. You know, sometimes it is you know holding someone's hand through the whole process, and sometimes it's just you know getting a green light and going. Oh, there you go. There's your file. And that's that. I see what
1: I see what you're saying. I mean, Katie. With it, I mean, very often you're dealing with people who are just kind of like emerging, blinking into the daylight at the end of a um, a project. And I mean, would you say that that people come to somebody like you in one way to kind of like calibrate against the rest of the world what they've just been you know down the rabbit hole doing and and. Bringing in some external, uh, I don't want to say checks, because it's not like you're kind of like, you know, putting a big tick or cross next to anyone's project, but there's certainly uh, um, bringing in somebody from the outside. Um, does that sound familiar?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, we def- mastering is a quality check. So it's definitely um, a large part of the process is just making sure that the mix engineer and the artist are, like Steve said, confident and happy. With the way everything sounds and, you know, if that involves giving a little bit of mixed feedback, you know, quite often people will ask um, for a bit of feedback or, um, you know, it's just sort of, it can be going through in RX and just removing a tiny little click and that makes Mm. a huge difference. So it's just kind of making sure that um, everyone's super, super happy with, you know, their art. (laughs) <laughs> it's uh that's such a big part of it. Um and you know, I think just telling people that it's good if you like it. I'm not saying I give people false compliments cuz I really don't. Yeah. But you know, just saying to people if I like it, this is this is great. Um because I don't know, people people don't really compliment other people. <laughs> um, <and laughs> I think it can make a big difference, just sort of, you know, that kind of, yeah, just reassurance that, mm. you know, what they've made is amazing. Um, I think, you know, both Steve and I are really lucky in the fact that our clients – Oh, I've not worked with anyone that I didn't like basically, <laughs> which is uh you know, I might have rose tinted glasses on cuz I'm quite new at this, but um I just think that's so so wonderful. Mm. Um So yeah, I can't remember what the question was, but I I'm did not that sure it, it really
1: matters just because I mean it was <laughs> uh just because I mean what what you're saying is it's that kind of um uh I'm trying to avoid any kind of language that suggests that mastering is any kind of sort that of, has any kind of gatekeeping function because it certainly doesn't. There's the you know a, a, there's nothing a mastering engineer can do to to keep a project from the world anyway. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but what I'm saying is something to kind of like um, uh, send it on its way out into the world um, with uh, with some um, a, a little bit of uh, a little bit of polish and uh, and hopefully with some some good feeling behind it. It's, it's certainly a, a really positive thing.
0: The Production Expert Podcast is made possible using Source Connect Now from Source Elements, the free way to record high-quality audio over the internet. Need to record an interview or a podcast like this one remotely? With Source Connect Now, you can. Using a Chrome browser, you'll get ISDN-equivalent quality audio without the need to install any additional software. Register for your free account at now.source-elements.com.
1: I mean, we're kind of straight into this slightly, but, I mean, I'm going to say straight away that both of you are clearly biased, and I think you'd both both admit to it uh, if I hadn't already pointed it out. But, um, as... Working mastering engineers. I mean, why would you say in twenty twenty two an artist would engage with with you, kind of like living, breathing people who who, who ultimately, you know, in exchange for their services are going to want to, going to want payment rather than using automated online services or maybe even doing it themselves? Because I mean, the tools certainly there's no lack of access to the tools that you use these days. I and mean, if anyone who's who's interested in for a you know, modest amount of money or, uh, or or even using free tools can. Most of the steps involved in mastering, so yeah, why, why, why take the take that route of uh, of approaching a, a mastering engineer rather than taking the alternative routes which are there, which you know, I'm, I'm sure people who've used them would probably say work. Uh, I should direct that out a specific, but Katie, do you want to do you want to go with that first, sort
2: Yeah, sure. So, um, oh, I have very strong <laughs> opinions on this. I do think that automated. Mastering services have their place, but I don't think it's mastering. Um, you know, they're not going to go, oh, by the way, you you haven't exported the full file and your track's cut off at the end. They're not going to tell you that. They're not going to tell you if there's talking at the end of a vocal mic. They're not going to tell you if, uh, you know, there's a bit of distortion or something and they're not going to get rid of any clicks or, mm. you know, things that aren't there. Because, you know, I know everyone has great intentions of crossfading all their edits and stuff, but realistically, <laughs> you're going to miss some. Everyone does. It's Music's a really human thing, so um, it's not mastering. And an automated service isn't going to... Sort of, you know, help with any mixed feedback. And it's also not going to make a DDP file or your vinyl sides or provide you with different formats really nicely labeled and organized. Mm. Like just things that help your release go smoother. And so I think it does have its place, um, but it is not mastering. (laughs) Um, There's more to mastering than just processing audio and. You know, I feel like just, as they said before, every single project's different. And sometimes we do have to hold people's hands through it. And some people need the reassurance in order to feel comfortable in putting their work out in the world, especially for, for new artists. Um, and, you know, as humans, we can provide that. Um, and, you know, sometimes some people do mix their own releases but then they want a bit of a you know a second pair of ears and stuff and that's cool too mm. Um but then there are people who do a great job of mixing and mastering their own music so it's just um, I don't know there's it's, there's not one way to make art is there?
3: Good answer good answer Steve you got anything to add to that? Yeah I mean everything that Kate you said about automated services I completely agree with. Um I think they t- they do totally have their place but it's I think there's a, just a bit of a confusion of language in over the last few years in particular I think. I think it's with the advent of like you said sort of accessibility of the tools and and everything like that sort of the term the the term mastering has uh, is quite often just used interchangeably with stereo bus processing. Um <laughs> Mm. I have views on that. Go on. (laughs) Which, you know, I mean, it's, I I get it on the one hand, but there's just, there's so much more that, that you, that someone who does it all the time can, can bring to the table, I think. Because that's the, with the automated services, the other thing that's obviously quite common that Katie mentioned was people mixing and mastering their own stuff. And some people are really, really good at it but there's so many pitfalls in doing that. Um, everything from like your room's imperfections, you know, if, they, if, if you've mixed in a room which isn't perfect and let's face it, who's got a perfect room, mm. then that none of that is gonna be addressed in the master if you just sit and do it in the same place. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's the, the question of perspective as well. Like it's really, really easy to get used to a bad mix Like, it's so easy if you're not taking a step back and, you know, listening to reference tracks and all that sort of stuff. Like, it's just super easy to get your ears adjust to a bad mix really Mm. easily. And I think more than anything else, I just think um, mixing takes a really long time and mastering is a lot quicker. So if you're mixing your own stuff and mastering your own stuff, you're only spending like five percent of your working time mastering Mm. whereas like me and Katie do it every day like we're quite (laughs) like the things that we need to do are quite um they're fresh in our minds they're at our fingertips because that's kind of what that's all we do you know we just specialize in this so I think there's a I think there's more there's more value I think to hiring an actual other person with actual human ears than you initially than it initially seems because the tools are so interchangeable. I think
1: very interesting. Interesting. There's a couple of things you said in there. I would sort of um, I, I want to sort of circle back to one that I like in particular was um it's often occurred to me with um with. Automated services, and, and I mean, I I know a lot more about automated services than, than than I used to actually. I mean, especially having had conversations with sort of people from from some of them, and um, yeah, it, it's it's not uh, it, it it's not as simple as I at first thought it was. But if I send off something to an automated mastering service, um, I'd be. I, I just wonder what would happen if I sent off something that was actually spot on. I'd nailed it and it came back basically unchanged. I can see how that could happen with a human mastering engineer and a conversation that happened. But I'm wondering how I'd feel if I sent it off and it just came back, oh, yeah, yeah. And it just, it was the same as how I sent it off without that communication. Um, but, but do you would find, it? Would it? Well, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't I, know either. Actually. But I can, I can well imagine, I can, I can, I, I can. Um, Easily envisage a situation in which um, something uh, came to a mastering engineer that needed extremely little doing to it. But there'd be some channels of communication that went with that that would explain that that was what was going on and it was a good thing. Not that um, not that uh, the, the, the master didn't sound different from the mix and uh, some mm. kind of ensuing... I, I don't know, I don't know really. Um, what I wanted to... Um, I also love the point that you made, Katie, about uh, about the human ears and 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 hearing. You know the the clicks and the and the cut off, and you know Um, uh, it reminds me of um, I used to I used to teach and uh, years ago, getting in CDs of uh, students' projects, and uh, I used to joke at the time when I was collecting these things in on submission day and going, okay, who's giving me the blank one? (laughs) Because there's going to be one. you know yeah. so mm, i can sort of make my own point about that um okay uh, something i'm curious about is is about discovery because i mean uh, you're you're doing this um you are you were both mastering before you um did this um did this collective um how do people how do people find uh weird jungle is it is it any different from how they'd find you individually and they'd just find out by finding you individually that oh, also they'd you do a thing called weird jungle or it, it, um yeah how does that work um how how would people um discover uh the service independently of the engineers
2: um that's a good question so <laughs> we all individually have our own websites mm. um and, you know, we've we've basically only just launched. So it's really, really new. Um, and I don't know how many people are, are Googling Weird Jungle. Um, and I don't know what what happens when you do. You probably get mm. loads of images of actual jungles. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
3: but really weird ones.
2: <laughs> really strange ones. Um, but, yeah, we have a website, which is weirdjungle.com, Um And both, so all of our bookings, so our mine and C's contact form on our individual websites goes to our Weird Jungle bookings manager, who's called Carla, and she's wonderful. Um, So it does say on our individual websites. Um, But then, yeah, if people just find the Weird Jungle website, it also has us on there as well. Mm. I feel like that didn't answer the question. No, but, um... I mean, no, I mean
1: it, it does. And I mean, the thing, you know, I mean, how do people discover? I mean, here's an idea you should do a podcast about. Oh, hang on just a minute. Um, so, <laughs> something, that, uh, something that does occur to me, though, is that, um, I mean, we're jungle. Okay. So, are, are you are you actually uh, naming your collective after a, a subgenre of early 90s drum and bass? Because <laughs> it was um... the first thing I thought of when I saw it, was, I just thought, I think I've heard that. <laughs>
2: So, um no, it's actually named after my studio, which was quite an expensive and elaborate joke that no one really got.
1: Is it about your is it about your wallpaper? Because I've noticed you've got some, some very yeah. nice wallpaper.
2: So that was the joke was um we wallpapered my studio and then but you know, it looks a bit weird. But then um you know when you you know when you work for a label? they often want to credit the location as well as the engineer and okay. i'd just been telling people to make up a studio name for me mm. um and so there was some qu- quite good uh quite good made up studio names um
1: which you couldn't use so you went with one you could is that where we're going
2: <laughs> oh no um i just got um you know just got a bit bored of asking sometimes the you know, fourth or fifth time someone's got to make up a different studio name for me. (laughs) Um, You know, if you work with repeat clients. Mm. Um, So I asked my Instagram followers and what I should call my studio and Weird Jungle was kind of the most commonly suggested. But on the flip side of that, I am a big Jungle fan, so... Well, there we are. You know.
1: <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad I asked.
2: Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: brilliant stuff. I mean, um, I think we uh, – time's getting ahead of us, so we should move on to find of the week. But thank you both very much for telling us about the project. It sounds really interesting, and I like the I, I like the open-endedness of it um, and uh, how it can develop. I'd, I'd definitely like to kind of check back in 12 months and see where it's gone because it doesn't sound like, uh, like you have any kind of rigid master plan in place. You're mm. just kind of uh, seeing how it goes. Sure. Excellent. Okay, well, we'll get to find it a week.
0: RSPE Audio Solutions design, sell, and install professional audio and video equipment. Their team are available by phone, live chat, or email to receive and process orders. They have everything you need to build or upgrade your home studio to ensure you can continue to work from home. If there is anything they can do to help, reach out or shop online at rspeaudio.com. OK,
3: so, Steve, what is your find of the week? Um, my find of the week is an app, uh, and it's called... And I apologise if anyone's mentioned this before, because it's not new, but it's new to me. And it's called Radio... With loads of O's at the end. Oh. Here, have you heard of this? No. OK. So, it's so cool. I'll just I'll just read a tiny bit from the little blurb about it, because it's ace. So it just says... Radio is a project (laughs) dreamt up by a little family of friends, both DJs and music lovers, who decided to share their record collections and the fruit of many years' research for all to enjoy. By using radio, you are encouraging (laughs) a world that understands and appreciates each other better through musical culture. And what it actually is, when you open it up, in the simplest terms, it's a map of the world and a list of decades... And you just click somewhere in the world, click the decade, and it will play you. Say, if you click Spain from the 40s, it will just randomly play you a load of music from Spain from the 40s. Wow. And it's really, really nicely curated because it's curated by actual music collectors and things like that. It's not algorithmic. So all, like, pretty much everything you listen to it is just amazing, and it's unlikely you'll have heard it before. Awesome. So yeah, that, I just looked it up and point. I
1: love it. I mean, um, just tell us one more time. What was it called?
3: <laughs> it's called Radio.
1: I, I knew. <laughs> I just wanted to get you to say it again. I know you did. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Katie, what's what's yours?
2: Uh, my Friend of the Week. See, I don't... This is a bit um, cheeky because it's actually a record I worked on, but the new Queen Chris album, or the the first Queen Chris album... Um it's really, really beautiful, but it's um it's sung in a mixture of um Welsh and Breton. Okay. which is a language that I had never heard before. Um so it's really interesting. It's mixed by Gareth Jones and um released on mute, but it's dead good would recommend. Excellent.
1: Excellent. I've and heard it's, it. it's is excellent. It's, and it it's uh it's it's contemporary instrumentation though, it's not um
2: Yeah, it's very electronic. Um, It's really... It's just really, really beautiful. Um, I don't know how to describe it because it's not... Like anything I've ever heard before. Okay. Which is why I thought that would be a nice find of the week.
1: Excellent. Okay. Well, definitely we can pop, we can pop a link into the, uh, in, into, the, into the notes for that. And uh, that sounds fantastic. Okay. I did a tour many years ago with um, uh, uh, some, uh, some people who played all sorts of things. Um, but uh, one of the instruments, which is one I've never seen before, was Breton Pipes. And I don't know okay. if you've ever come across those. They are they are bagpipes, like you'd imagine. But unlike Highland pipes, which I have to say I'm not a fan of, um, uh, <laughs> these, are, these are huge. They're really, really big, really tall, and really, really soft and mellow. And a nice instrument. I mean, mellow for a bagpipe, that's a relative term. But uh, anyway, there we are. Um, excellent. Mine... Um, it's a bit, it, bit techy and nerdy, like you'd probably imagine, really. It's, uh, Sonarworks um, launched a new version of Sound ID. I use Sonarworks here. Um, it's very good, way better than the old, the old version, which I found a bit of a pain, frankly, because it was a bit invasive and used to keep grabbing my sound output and making my speakers go quiet when I didn't ask it to. This works really well. But they've done a multi-channel version, which uh, is appropriate for uh, greater than stereo use, particularly, you know, I mean, Dolby Atmos, which uh, opens up a whole load of monitoring possibilities for people because, you know, if you you have deep pockets and and you want to go, you know, get a Trinov or something, I mean, that's going to work beautifully with anything at all. You can take the kind of... A proprietary route and do something like Genlec with GLM, which works brilliantly. I mean, absolutely fantastic system, but you have to use it with Genlec monitors. If you want to go with anything at all and sort of outsourcing software, then this looks like a great solution. I haven't used it yet, but it looks looks really interesting, and it's a significant product just because it opens up so many options for people who, at the moment, have something in the way of them. Uh, dipping a toe further into uh, Atmos monitoring, so that's mine Anyway, that's all we've got time for this week, so thank you to my guests Katie and and Steve from We're Jungle We'll be back next week with another edition of the Production Expert podcast